Welcome to another episode of Black on Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Banker. Man, last night was a disappointing game. I mean, you know, it was one of those things where I didn't think that Stamkos's his absence was going to have that much of an effect that quickly on this team. But, man, boy, what was it very much uh, evident in this game last night? Just because if you if you looked at, you know, the... the the, the Lightning, they had a lot of chances in this game to score. And, you know, that was the, the one positive you could take away from this game. Uh, and But they they didn't put the puck in the back of the net when they needed to. Obviously, you know, they, they lost the game 2-1. I thought even though they played a very good game, they, uh, they, they missed out on a lot of chances. They, you know, you could say, well, they didn't take a lot of shots. Yeah, they took, I believe, 21 shots last night. But at the same time, there, there was a lot of opportunities to capitalize on, you know, those small amount of opportunities. There, especially at the end of the game, there was a couple of chances where they had shots right in front of the net and they just flat out missed them, the net. And, you know, I think that's really not something you could you could really nitpick on them. I, you know, they're, they're playing from behind at that point and they're just trying to do whatever they can. It's just the desperation shots. Just trying to throw it towards the net, make something happens, and it's obviously not going to help your cause when you're completely missing the net, hitting the yen boards. But what are you going to do? Um, game is over now. But I thought it, you know, this was a good test for this Lightning team going forward, and you know, really, uh, kind of a a game to take uh, some positives from, just because now they know what they need to do, what holes they need to fill in, in terms of since they don't have one of their best players and Steven Stamkos now, you could kind of get a feel for how, what players are going to need to step up going forward. Um, I spoke on my last show that, you know, certain players like Yanni Gord and Anthony Sorelli, of course, who's been absolutely playing fantastic hockey the last 10 or so games, and Alex Korn, who is having a career year right now. Um, I mean, those are just a couple of players, the, the name off the top of my head right now, but you know, there's a lot of players on this team that definitely need to step up, you know, whether it's the forwards or the defensemen or, you know, even the goalies. I think that Vasilevsky, even though he went on that fantastic uh, tear, especially over the winning streak, um, he definitely needs to get in prime shape for uh, the playoffs. And I'm not saying he's out of shape physically. I'm saying that, you know, he needs to, I believe, be more consistent. You know, he's he during that winning streak that the Lightning had, um, he... He seemed like he was inhuman. He he was like I said in my last episode. He seemed like he was you know one of those creative players that you make in NHL 20. And you know the last couple of games or so, ever since the, especially during the losing streak, um, he seemed like he came back down to earth. And you know he played very well in this game. He saved 30, 33 of thirty five shots, and he kept the lightning in this game. It could have been a lot worse. Um, you know it could have been could have been a a four-one game could have been a five-one game. Um, you know, this is this is a definitely def, this was definitely a very good, you know, Bruins team. Um, and I thought, even though the Lightning they missed out on a lot of opportunities, uh, there was a lot of things they didn't do. There was also a lot of things that they did do very well, which I was happy about, and I'm sure a lot a lot of Lightning fans were happy about as well. So we're just gonna jump right into it. I'm not gonna do a stereotypical. You know, game recap, I'm not going to recap every single thing in the game that I thought that was noteworthy. I'm just going to talk about the big 
you know, uh, big moments in the game and just talk about that in length just because, you know, I don't want to bore you, the listener, with this. You know, you want me to get right to the point and I want to get right to the point, too, as well. So I'm shaking it up today. So, you know, start off in the first period, obviously, with that Martian goal. Um, you know, what are you going to say? Uh, it was a very good goal on Martian's end. You know, it's, you know, it's kind of kicking the gut as an opposing team, especially in that situation where, you know, you have Brad Martian. He's in... He's just one of the most unlikable players in the league. And I think it's more of a case of, you know, if he's on your team, you love him. If he's on the other team, you hate him. You know, just with the style of play and his ability to get under, you know, other players' skins. And so, yeah. And the one thing that stuck out to me, and I've been holding back on this for a couple of games or so. Uh, I mentioned it briefly. I believe it was in the Colorado game when this happened. And I kind of said my piece about it in the recap for that game. And then that was it. But I've Mikhail Sergachev's play recently has just been very troubling to me. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's just certain moments in the game where he just have the has these mental lapses, or it's just his awareness on the ice. I'm not really sure what it is. I don't know if maybe it's a physical problem. Maybe there's just something that he's going through right now, an ailment that he's going through right now that we're not aware of that he's just playing through at this moment. But whatever it is, it's affecting his style, his play. You know, I'm not saying he's a, he, he's never, he's, he's not exactly uh, one of the top defensemen in the league either, but at the same time, you, you need him to have a better effort on this play um, or just at least more awareness. So I'll talk about what I meant exactly with the, what I alluded to with the Colorado game just in a second and just how that kind of soured the taste in my mouth with Sergeyev right now. So Sergeyev on that play, if you watch the replay with the he has to do a better job of cutting off the lane. Uh, if you watch the replay, just Brad Marchand just skates right into the slot and just chips it home for, I wouldn't say an easy goal, but it was, you know, Sergeyev could have at least, you know, kind of just put the body on him a little bit better. You know, it's I don't know if he even knew if Marchand was there. If not, you, you always need to be aware in that situation of the trailing forward or the trailing player on the other team, and he didn't do that. Um and just his last five games, uh, he hasn't really impressed me at all. And granted, yeah, I always like to give players the benefit of the doubt and say that, you know, there's more more to a player and how they perform on on the ice than just, you know, what it says in the in the stat sheet. But, you know, his plus minus the last five games is even. And I, I would like to see that be better. You know, I, I that's my measuring stick for defensemen. Um, obviously, you know, cause he's not going to score a lot of goals. That's not really his game. Yeah. You'll get some goals for him, but he's not going to post like 20, 30 goals season. So this is really what you got to measure him on. Um, and granted, Sergeyev isn't exactly a big player. He isn't a be- exactly a big guy, but Brad Marchand is ne- neither is he, you know, he, he's, he's one of the smallest players in the NHL. And, you know, all you got to do is just, you know, kind of like do a little basketball basketball move box him out just you know just caught just block off the slot the, the low slot to him you know just don't let him skate into the doorstep like that because you know that's just it's inexcusable and he he needs to be a lot more physical and that's really what it comes down to and so let me go back to my comment about a little few moments ago about how i said you know what happened i believe in, i believe it was in the colorado game i could be wrong it could have been the vegas game uh he there was a play in that game that led to a goal. It was on the rush, I believe. It was a two-on-two. And if you know, if I could find out what the play exactly is, I do have, you know, the notes from the 
from those games still. So I will go back to it and maybe on my next episode, if, if it's warranted, I will go into it a little bit more, but I'm not really going to beat, you know, this, this whole thing to death. You know, I just want to talk about it a little bit because this, in my opinion, I think he needs to step it up, especially now, now more than ever, just because what Stan posts out, you know, these guys need to start playing uh, better hockey or, you know, you're going to get the same results going to happen in the first round of the playoffs if you don't clean it up by then as last year. So you just need to, you know, he, so what happened in that Colorado game is that he, you know, there was a two on two and Sergeyev was trailing uh, right behind the trailing forward on the play. And if you look closely, I believe, you know, a goal happened on the, on the play and he just stopped skating. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he didn't one, once again, I don't know if he realized maybe there were, maybe he thought there was a, uh, another f- player behind him on the opposing team. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. It was just one of those things to me, just, you know, doing the eye test when you're watching the game is he looked like he just quit on the play. I don't know if he just had a mental lapse or whatever it is. I, I didn't hear anything about it after the game. I didn't see, I didn't hear anything in the post game comments about, you know, coach Cooper saying anything about that. I didn't really see any members of the media speak about it as well. But, you know, that's just one of those things that I, I don't know what it is. And it's very troubling, especially to see one of your defenders do that. Because, you know, that those obviously I don't I'm not going to go in depth and to talk talk about, you know, why, what would an offender in hockey, what his responsibilities need to be. No, I'm not going to do that because you, you, the listener, know that already. I know that. And he should know that as well. So this. No, it's one of those things where I'm not going to go in too much into it. But, yeah, that's something that's been troubling with uh, to me. You know, I think he needs to step it up. Um, there's all other players that need to perform better as well. Um, you know, obviously this loss and, you know, not the recent um, outcomes of the last five to six, uh, six games. I'm not I'm not solely uh, placing the blame on Mikhail Sergachev. Not at all. This is a team effort. This is a team game, and you know, at the end of the night, when when you lose a game, whatever reason it may be, you, the blame goes on all those guys on the bench. So, but you know, Mikhail Sergachev has definitely stood out to me as one of those players who really needs to step up. But moving on, so in my last couple episodes, I've been just hammering home the point that this team needs to be, you know, more physical, needs to be more aggressive. And they did, they did uh, a lot of that in this game, and they continued it. And, you know, I, I, that was another thing I hammered home was consistency. You know, it's, it's good if they do it in one game, but they need to have a consistent effort of that happening on a nightly basis. And I thought they did a very good job of that. Uh, in the first period, they had 13 hits. You know, I know that's, that's you know, not really a big stat that, you, you know, you really look out for, really stood out at the end of this game. But, you know, that's something that stood out to me in this first period. You know, I didn't really know it at the time, how many hits they did have. I just noticed that, you know, they were doing a very good job laying the body uh, along the boards, fighting for the puck against the Bruins. Um, you know, just doing a lot of good things um, on both sides of the ice. So, uh, yeah, so moving on. Uh, second period, you know, one of the things that's been super frustrating about just the re- the last couple of games is just the puck bouncing, you know, in the wrong way, wrong way for the the lightning and you know or just certain things not going in favor of the lightning and just it's frustrating i'm sure as a player on that team for that to be happening um and you could see there were certain times during the game where 
the Lightning were physically, they were visibly, you know, frustrated, and they should rightfully be just with, with the way things have been happening. You know, you go from being one of the top teams in the league just from an 11-game winning streak, you feel like you're on top of the world, and then it gets snapped and you lose four in a row. Yeah, you're going to get frustrated. You're going to get angry. But the thing is, I haven't seen consistent, you know, I haven't, most of the time in these games, whether it's a goal scored or something, I guess, semi-controversial, if you want to call it that, uh, there's certain things that have been happening in the games recently where you don't really see much emotion from this team. Um, but they did show it in this game. You know, there was there was a moment where they showed on the broadcast with uh, Kucherov, he was slamming a stick against the boards while he was heading back to the bench. It was good to see later on in the game that the you know they kind of the frustration boiled over and they they started to play with some emotion they started to play with some you know I guess fire in a way obviously the, I'm not saying this team doesn't try hard or doesn't play with fire but you know sometimes you just gotta for you know later on in the game we'll talk about it a little bit uh, you know Yanni Gord's fight uh, you haven't seen a lot of that um, you know and that's part of the need for more physical players you don't really have a lot of big physical guys on this team. Yeah, you have Victor Hedman, and now you have Zach Bogosian and Barkley Goodrow, and that's great, but, you know, you need to, sometimes, sometimes especially in a, when you're in a rut like this, when you're not playing the way you know, not playing up to the potential you know you can, you, sometimes you need a guy on your team to, to start a fight with, with a player on the other team and just go out there and do something, to do anything to get this team going, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's, but Right now, I want to talk about this Yanni Gord disallowed goal, okay? Uh, so in the second period, you know, Gord, Gord sco- uh, scores a screaming slap shot from the blue line on a one-timer. It was great, yeah. And, you know, it was a great goal. And everything seemed to kind of start turning in favor of Lightning, kind of like pendulum starts swinging the other way. But obviously, you know, Boston challenges it. They take the, they take a look at the play and they end up calling it a offsides. Now, a couple of days ago, uh, there was a report that came out that said that the league is discussing changing the offsides rule. You know, um, not going to go into detail about it just yet, just because, you know, it's not really an official thing, but I, I kind of read up about it and it, they did mention it on the broadcast at the time. It, it looked like, uh, you know, under the rule that would possibly be in place for next year for offsides, this would be a good goal. But, you know, you can't do anything about that right now. But just looking at the replay when they were showing it, I, I mean, this this call could have gone either way. Uh, I think that, you know, was, was uh, I believe it was Tyler Johnson that was offsides on the play. Uh, was he offsides? You know, like I said, it could go either way. I, I thought he was he was kind of safe on the play. Uh, I think I thought he was behind the blue line. Um, it's it's one of those plays where you're splitting hairs. Uh, it could go either way. You know, on one first time you look at it, yeah, it looks like he's fine. Second time, not so much. Third time, yeah, you know, it's it's a flip. It's one of those things. Like I said, yeah, it could go either way. But I'm not going to spend too much time on it. It was just a kick to the gut for this team. You know, you think, all right, you know, you have the, you know, you have a tie game. Let's let's start playing. Let's let's keep up this intensity and let's put another one on the board and take the lead. But that wasn't the case, and it was just it's just frustrating. And you know, that was I that was kind of like I guess the theme of this game for the Lightning. They just they were just frustrated. They couldn't really get a lot going. You know, they only had 21 shots. Um, 
I don't really believe that the Bruins played a better game. Yeah, of course they scored more goals, but I don't believe that they played that much better than the Lightning. This was a, I thought, in my opinion, a very evenly matched game. And I believe that this team shouldn't get too down on themselves with losing this game. I think they should take, this is kind of like a positive saying, all right, we went out there and, you know, we, we went toe-to-toe with one of the, the, the best team in the league. And, you know, if a, if a goal swung the other way, it would have been a different kind of game. But what are you going to do? You just got to go. You got to keep playing the game. That's all you could keep doing at that point. And then just f- last but not least, uh, the Jake DeBrusque goal. Uh, at first, I thought that Gord turned it over, and that's what led to kind of like the, I guess you could call it a breakaway. Um, but... It, looking at the replay, it looked like the pass was tipped. So, you know, there's nothing you could do about it. Like I said, sometimes the puck isn't going to bounce in your favor. So, yeah, that was the deciding goal that, you know, put a Boston 2 nothing, um, which eventually turned into the game-winning goal. Uh, but Lightning kept on fighting, and that's all you could ask. They kept on playing the game. They kept on playing with intensity. And that was a good thing to see. You know, they didn't – they got frustrated, but at least they were still playing. They weren't – they weren't. They were still standing tall on the on the ice, so that was a good thing. And the thing that stood out to me in this game uh, was Vasilevsky. He played very well. You know, he gave up two goals, but can't expect him to save everything. He he saved thirty three of thirty five shots. So, you know, I thought he played very well. He kept the Lightning in this game. Uh, there was a lot of shots, especially on rebounds, that he he played very well. Um, and there's, there's nothing you could say more about it. And just hopefully he can continue the style of play. I don't think he's going to start next game. I think McElhinney will get the start against uh, Montreal. So at least he'll get a little breather between games. And then they're back in Boston on Saturday. But yeah, so that's like, like I said, Vasilevsky he played very well. And you can't expect him to save every play. You know, he's, you know, it happens. You know, he's, he's only human, um, but he's still one of the best goalies in the league. All right, moving on. So Mitchell Steven on the rebound goal, you know, puts the lightning finally on the board. It was one of those things. It was one of those goals where you felt like you were holding your breath the entire game, and then you, you were able to exhale as soon as Stevens put it back and put it back in the in the net. And I love. I'm really starting to really like Mitchell Stevens. Uh, he he's played about 36 games this year. Seems like every time he's starting to kind of come along and find his niche on this team. They send him back to Syracuse and that's not no fault to him or the team. It's just the way things work out sometimes with injuries and roster moves. So there's nothing you could do about it. But I thought in the limited time, in the limited amount of time that he's had up here and just going back and forth to Syracuse, um, I thought he's been playing very well. And yeah, if you look at his stats, they're not glamorous, but you know, stats don't tell the whole story. I, I like how he plays. He plays a very physical game. You know, he, if you look at this goal, he really worked for it. He was camped out. He was fighting the, the battle in front of the net and he, he won and he just put, punched it back in. And I want to see more of that. I want to see more of that from him. I want to see more of him on the ice. Um, hopefully they can work out something where he gets more time on the ice. I want to see some of that style of play from the other guys on the team. Uh, I want to see, you know, Barkley Goodrow, big guy like that, you know, maybe, maybe kind of follow that kind of formula. Just, Stand in front of the net, and then once you get an opportunity at a rebound, just punch it in. Because, uh, you know, at this point, especially when one of your top uh, points getters is out until, you know, the first week of the playoffs, you got to find any, any, you got to figure out any way you can to, to put 
to get points on the board. And that's all you can do right now. And that's all this team has, has to figure out right now is they got to keep playing clean hockey, which I did, thought they did very well in this game. Uh, they didn't. There was a couple of uh, mistakes in this game, like uh, the Sergachev, and I know I said I was done kind of ragging on him a little bit, but the, the slashing call that he had, I believe it was in this in the second period, he's got to be smarter than that. Uh, you know, he's, he's trailing behind the, the puck handler, and yeah, if you want to if you want to put a little poke in there with your, with your stick to try and jar the puck free, that's fine. But if you look at the replay, he slashed. I don't believe I don't know who drew the penalty, but he, he slashed the puck handler three times, mind you. Also, the ref is right there. You got you got to you know you got to be smart like that. You got to have a like I said before. He's got to have a little bit more awareness when he's on the ice. Um, maybe I'm being too harsh, but I believe that. He he's not playing up to his potential. I think he could play a lot better out there. So hopefully he starts to pick it up. Hopefully he figures it out. Um, but yeah, like hope uh, with back to Mitchell Stevens. I hope he plays. I hope he gets more ice time because I think he's a very good player. I think he could. He still has a lot more he could contribute to this team, and I think that he could definitely put up a little bit some more points uh, before the season is over. Just because I think he's a very good player. So, like I said before, um, this team needs to play with a little bit more fire. They need to play with a little bit more grit. Um, they need to show more toughness. Uh, Pierre Maguire even said it during the game that this team is often criticized for not being tough enough. And they tried to remedy that perception of them by trading for Barkley Goodrow and signing that Zach uh, Bogosian. And yeah, that's all good and fine, but like I said earlier in the show, you know, oftentimes, whether if they get a goal scored against them or whatever the case may be, if you, if, when the, when the camera pans to this team, they're just no, there's zero emotion with these guys. You know, they are still playing hard on the ice, but you know, sometimes you need that, that uh big hit or that, you know, that fight now and then to, to kind of get the team going to kind of light the fire underneath them. And I want to see more of that. Because uh, you're going to need that, especially going forward down this stretch of the season. It's not going to be easy at all. Uh, you know, Montreal's playing well, and then they got Boston again. So, you know, and they got Toronto next week. So they need to play better. They need to play a lot better in that in that regard. So the Yanni Gord fight, uh, you know, there was a little scrum after a, a shot on goal. And I'm sure Gord was a little, you know, still, still upset about that, that uh, goal being reversed on him. And so he saw the closest guy in the scrum, and it was Joe Kim Nordstrom, and, you know, they squared off. And, you know, he was frustrated, and he was trying to do whatever he could to get this team to, you know, light a fire into them. And, you know, I, I didn't think he was going out there to want to fight. He just was going out there. He was trying to fight them to just to make a statement, and I appreciate that. And I want to see more of that. And they have, you know, now they have the guys who could go out there and and do that sort of thing. You know, they have also Patrick Maroon. Yeah, I, I've seen him in recent games, you know, kind of trying to square off against certain players and players, you know, not wanting to, you know, oblige him. And that's, you know, that's fine. But I want to see kind of more of that. I want to see more of that fire and that grit, because I think that's what this team needs, especially when one of their top leaders is out for the rest of the season. You, you kind of have to do whatever you can to motivate your teammates, whether it's on the ice or off the ice. So uh, that's that's all I have to say about the game for now. I mean, they, they had a couple of chances. Um, late in the third to maybe tie the game up and they just didn't get it done. And that's, that's, 
And that goes back to what I talked about at the top of the show. You know, they had they had a couple of chances where they had prime scoring opportunities and they just couldn't put the puck on net. And unfortunately, that's the way things have been going for the Lightning lately. And like I said, you know, in past shows, they need to put the puck on net more. I mean, they only had 21 shots on net in this go- in this game. And they need to do better than 21, especially if they want to beat a team like Boston, who has one of the, the best first lines in the league. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how they play against them on, on a Saturday in Boston. Maybe they could steal one there and split split the week series uh, like Ian and I spoke about on, on Monday on the crossover episode. Uh, Ian McLaren, of course, the, the host of Locked on Bruins. So, you know, they, they definitely they definitely have their work cut out for them. Um, they have, they, at least they do have, you know, tonight off and kind of get to reset things and get ready for uh, Montreal. So, yeah. Uh, and the loss last night puts them nine points back in the division. But I'm not looking at this now as a race for who's going to win the division or, you know, come up as the top team in the conference. I'm not looking at it that way anymore just because that's not what the end goal is for this team. You know, you just want to get ready uh, for the playoffs and just play as well as you can in this last stretch. So, you know, they, and they could get right back on track against Montreal. Montreal is having a tough season this year, but they just shut out the Islanders who are in the hunt for a playoff spot. So, you, you know, you can't take this team lightly. Uh, and, yeah, so we'll be back tomorrow. You know, we'll talk about uh, preview for the Montreal game. Maybe I'll talk a little bit more in depth about this as you know the the week goes forward just because i I feel like you know maybe there's there might be some more to talk about just because with the the whole grit part and i think that even though the team did play better there's always room for improvement and yeah so i hope everyone has a great rest of their day uh don't worry we only have two days left and then you got the weekend and the game on saturday so yeah That's been it for Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Adam Banker. Have a good one, everyone. I'll talk to you tomorrow.